Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. Um, I kind of touched on this in yesterday's just wild as fuck video about that story from Brazil. Um, but what's bothering me today are American evangelicals. Now, um, again, you know, disclaimer here, I am not an evangelical myself. I wasn't raised within the movement. No one in even the American side of my family are Southern Baptists or anything like that. Um, but because of my Latino background and, of course, French-Canadian background, I have a lot of familiarity with the Catholic Church. So I'm not unfamiliar with Christianity, especially having so many friends and family members who are Christians. Now, with that in mind, I want to point out that... Uh, I find a lot of American evangelicals to be very hypocritical, insidious, and dangerous. They use something that should be good, you know, a, a motivator, something that provides comfort and hope and peace of mind to a lot of people. Faith. They take this and they use it for their own gains to make themselves fabulously wealthy. These televangelists like uh, Kenneth Copeland and Joel Austin or whatever his name is are so beyond the actual understanding of Christ that these men proudly show off their wealth and riches and spin it like snake oil salesmen as it's necessary for them to do the mission of the Lord's work. Why do these guys need you know, private jets and massive churches and book deals and the most expensive cars that money can buy. Why do they need that when Jesus said it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven? Why is it that these men talk so much about charity and being charitable. Oh, I hear you. Bring, bring down the reign of prosperity. Or whatever they say to get people excited, to hand out what precious little money most of these people have. You know, they, they talk about planting a seed. You know, you plant this money seed with them and put faith in it, and God's going to give you your money back tenfold. Jesus and his teachings are about celebrating the poor and the lowest among us. The, the Jesus that I know from friends and family is the guy who hung out with prostitutes, you know, um, forgave those who had wronged him. And it's hard to forgive. It really is. He, you know, took disciples from a variety of backgrounds and castes. He was pretty much an immigrant or refugee in Egypt. The, the man said, blessed are the poor, blessed are the weak. The lowest of society are the people he took care of and cherished. Not the rich, not, you know, these people who claim that Jesus would be a capitalist. No. And again, you know, when we think about what would Jesus do? Well, seeing all these various televangelists trying to sell books, jewelry, um, you know, video sermons and whatever the hell. Jesus literally took a whip and flogged bankers and kicked over stalls 
inside the temple so that, you know, he could call them out for being the absolute hypocrites that they were. If Jesus came back today with all the televangelists, I don't think he'd be on their side. And what's especially damning during this pandemic is that these men, like Kenneth Copeland and Joel Osteen, parading around with their fabulous wealth and publicly praising God, which again, Jesus said that praying in public, that's what the Pharisees did, and that was very bad and not good in God's eye. Just, you know, keep that in mind. They show off all of this and complain about, you know, oh, we need to keep the churches open during this pandemic. How much have they, from their millions of wealth, how much have they donated to homeless shelters, the needy, those facing evictions and already being evicted, the poorest and the lowest among them? I don't really see or hear much in that way. And that really, really infuriates me. Because I know good Christians out there. I'm an atheist, but I know that there are good Christians out there doing actual meaningful work and helping out their communities and caring about the lowest among them and passionately defending them and their rights, even if it's people they don't agree with. These televangelists and this whole Southern evangelical movement is a farce. They talk about how they're pro-life when really they're pro-birth. They don't care that, you know, if, if it comes to them and their personal image, oh, they will happily go behind everyone's back and get an abortion because, oh, no teenage daughter of some famous pastor is going to be allowed to, to get pregnant before marriage in this household, and they keep it hush-hush. But everyone else, you're terrible. You're a whore. This is what they do. They say, oh, every life is sacred, but existence is not life. Life is everything else. It's having family, relations, security of, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Being born, especially if you have, like, in some of these horrifying instances where there's just so many things wrong that the fetus isn't going to last, you know, more than at most a few days out of the womb. What, why put the mother and father and family and especially that newborn through three days of unimaginable pain and existence where's the support for children for you know fighting against domestic abuse and child abuse and child sexual abuse they don't care about that that's you know that's on the parents suddenly it's personal responsibility but before that child is born then oh yeah it's a real big problem right but once that child is born, even if the mother is incredibly poor, are these same proud Christians who are pro-life going to help try and better that young newborn's life that they forced into this world? Are they actually going to do that? I haven't seen evidence for that. I would love to hear in the comments below examples of this. And they talk about how they are good people and good Christians, and yet they go to other parts of the world and tell people with thousands of years of culture and religion behind them that they are wrong, that their beliefs and cultures are wrong. And then they also go around the world creating, like in Uganda, for instance, 
helping draft incredibly harmful legislation that targets minorities, whether they are sexual, religious, or ethnic. And this results in violence against LGBT communities in Africa, against religious minorities in Africa. Case in point, look at the Central African Republic and its civil war. Uh, started between Muslims and Christians because there were enough Christian missionaries who started saying, oh no, you can't live together, you need to proselytize against each other. It's ridiculous. And so they are sowing discord and discontent and spending money on evil deeds under the guise of being good. These are not good people. These are not good Christians. These evangelicals who also claim that Trump is, you know, a very godly man despite his numerous divorces, his well-known and well-documented infidelity, his abhorrence and disdain for the lowest among you. The man is the furthest thing from a Christian, and yet because he's the uh, Republican candidate, it automatically means, oh, well, that must mean he is pro-life and against uh, abortion and uh, is, is going to, you know make America great again by bringing religion back into schools and all these other things. So yeah, we're going to vote for him. This borderline antichrist we're going to vote for as the Christian candidate. It's ridiculous and it's harmful. And yet they go to bed each night and they go to church every Sunday and feel comforted by this notion that they are good people when they are anything but. And that's what's bothering me today.